What if I told you there are rules of engagement to be able to effectively communicate to other people? We're going to be talking about that this week on episode 216 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man, hello, and welcome to The Relaxed Mail. I am your host, Brian, and I am a certified men's coach that helps men who are just going through the whole thick of life, whether it's a divorce, job loss, family problems, kids being, you know, being the rebels that they are, whatever it is. You can actually relax when the rest of the world is falling apart. And when you are relaxed and when you are being just a, the, the guy who can keep it all together while everyone else is losing it, you actually are the man who can, who everybody turns to. You become the, the main, main man <laughs> be a good way to put it. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Cause one of the main things that big things that help men become better men is when you can actually communicate effectively. And we're talking about effective communication, but before we do so, man, I want to say thank you so much. We've gotten more listeners. We're starting to really grow. And, and the fact is, is that it's y'all that are sharing out the, the information, sharing it out with, with, your group, sharing it out with your friends, family, and any other guy that you hear that needs to hear the words of what the relaxed mail is all about. And it's, it's amazing to see that we are still, we're going up and to the right. Sometimes it, it looks like we're barely taking off, but we're, we're still going up and we're still going right. And we're still growing. And that's, that's an amazing thing to, to see, to see our, our numbers increase each and every week. Cause sometimes I wonder, do I, am I speaking out to the void or is there anybody out there listening to me? And then I get responses from different men around the world and I find out, ah, okay. Yeah. Someone is listening. This is cool. All right. As long as someone's listening, I, I I'll keep going. So we, we struggle with that and we wonder why, why we don't hear from people. And, and a lot of times it's because we struggle with our means of communication. And that's what I wanted to talk about this week is there are four main rules that you want to follow when you're trying to communicate with someone, especially your wife, your kids, your boss, anything like that. And we're going to be talking about these. And a lot of people call these, uh, these rules also call them uh, pillars because the first place I ever heard about these four pillars is from a guy named Tony Overbay. He is a uh, psychiatrist and hosts the uh, podcast, the virtual couch. And he talks about these four pillars of effective communication. And I've been following it for a while. He's been talking about it for a while, but it's one of those things where I'm, I have a pretty good idea and it's just, it takes practice. And when you're trying to tell other people about the, the, these four pillars, sadly, since they're not mine, there's always a doc. So some, I knew that there's like assuming good intentions, uh, ask questions and don't play victim. But there, that doc was the second rule, which is don't send the message of run around saying you're wrong. And so there's actually, these are, these rules 
are very well put so that they are, they show you what the constraints are. And that's what, that's why these are help so much because we so often when we're getting into a discussion, we run our emotions based on what our thoughts are. If you've heard anything about what they, in the past episodes, you've always, you usually hear me somewhere along the way, talk about how your thoughts create your emotions, your emotions, create your actions, you actually create your results. This is the model. This is what, what we base on our, our, uh, this is what I base my coaching on is the model and how it helps people become better because we pay attention to what our thoughts are. Because if we're not, if we're not having a, a good day, nine times out of 10, that non good day is solely based upon the thought that we had about the day, about what the circumstance is. So looking at the four pillars that Tony Overbay has, has drawn together and, and put together, they are, as I said before, they are assume good intentions, right? Your spouse, your child, your boss, whoever it is that you're having a discussion with, or you're needing to talk to, or you're wanting to talk to assume they didn't wake up and immediately. And as they were stretching, going, oh, how can I screw Bob over today? How can I make Bob mad? How can I, you know, how can I irritate Greg? None of these come to mind. These actually, you don't wake up thinking, how can I make my spouse angry today? No one thinks that. And if you do have someone who thinks that, why are you still married to them? Because they're doing something every day that is, and they, they usually brag about how they are, they set out to, to piss you off, to make you mad. So assume that there's good intentions, assume that they actually have a good reason as to why they asked you a question that caused you to have a thought that they were being inconsiderate or whatever thought it was. The second of these pillars is don't even no, no matter what they say, don't start off with, well, you're wrong, or I don't believe you, or where this, this doesn't make any sense. Don't, don't jump into that. Just keep away from the, you're wrong, or I don't believe you. Because when you do, you're automatically cutting that line of communication off. All right. Oh, he doesn't believe me. Why should I keep trying to, uh, to have a open discussion with this person? Because he's already decided I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. That's typically what people will respond with. They they may not say it verbally, but they're going to have that type of thought when you have an, especially when you're talking with somebody who has a very unintentional model, which could very well be, be you too. The third pillar is ask questions before commenting, or in other words, seek to understand before being understood. And then the final one, stay present. Lean in, do all that you can to stay out of the victim mode. Because a lot of times we get our, we allow our frustrations to build up so much. We finally just go, well, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm, I, I never can be right. I'm just, I'll just go and, and just hang out in the house or hang out in the living room because you know what? I, I can't talk with you. I'm, I'm just the, I'm the evil, evil, uh, dastard who, who makes your life hell. And you go off. Stop hoping that your wife will then come in and rescue you from your emotional turmoil, which she can't do, which creates frustration amongst everybody. So we're going to really break each four, each one of these four steps down and it's kind of explain using the model at the same time, 
to show why these four steps, these four pillars for effective communication work and why you want to apply these to your discussion. And now granted, start off with he, Tony Overbay calls them four pillars. And because I have my own four pillars, didn't want to really create much uh, confusion. So these are actually rules. These are four rules, rules of engagement when you're talking with your wife, talking with your kids, because these work with every single one. The first one, like I said before, is assuming good intentions. Often, whenever our wife comes to us and asks a question of, well, did you take, uh, did you take the garbage out today? Or, or comes at you and says, I, I thought I told you to take the garbage out. She's not asking that to, to irritate you, but she's probably got her own line of frustration, her own line of irritation, her own line of, I've, I, I told him before he left for work today, I need the garbage taken out. And now we're going to be sitting with garbage sitting uh, in the, uh, in the back room. The dogs are going to get into it. We're going to be, it's just going to be a headache now because we've got to wait until next week for the, for the garbage to show up. If you're, if you've got the rollout bins and not, and not a dumpster, I love small towns because they still have dumpsters. It's amazing. But when you're assume good intentions, you aren't instantly going to jump into the, well, she, God dang, she woke up on the wrong side of the bed. She's just going to be eight ways of grumpy. Now she's going to make my life miserable. She's out to ruin my world. No, she's not. Assume that she's doing it because she has her own frustration. She has her own lines of thought. She is keeping, you know, she's just voicing her own thoughts to you. And she's doing it in the best way that she can. Is it the way that makes you feel warm and bubbly? No, but suck it up, buttercup, because life doesn't, isn't always going to throw at you warm, bubbly stuff. And your wife doesn't, no one in, no one in your vow said, and to talk nicely to me at all times. And it doesn't even say to, to make the other person happy. It, and it talk, it's, it's great knowing that your emotions are only yours. Your job is to love, honor, and cherish. Those are emotions only you can feel. You can only feel love. You can only feel the ability to cherish, to honor. You're, you know, you're doing the, the actions that are created from the love and cherish. So you can't, you know, assuming good intentions doesn't mean your wife has to do, has to say stuff in a very, very nice way because she's got her own line of thoughts, the same as you have your own line of thoughts. She comes at you and goes, well, why didn't you take the garbage out today? And you're all you're thinking of is why she got to say it in that tone. She could say it nicer. She could ask it nicer. Well, she's asking it in a moment, in a mind with a frustration floating through her system. So she's going to ask it in that way. It's not your fault that she's actually frustrated. It's her own thoughts that have created her frustration. The same as you're getting frustrated or you're getting defensive is based upon your whole thought about the fact that she, the circumstance that she asked about the garbage. And if she was to say, well, you never take it. You never listen to me. You never hear what I have to say. You never listening when I tell you to do something again, she's coming at you from a moment of frustration. Does she seriously mean you never listen? No, because you can come up with reasons as to and times that you, you were listening, but to jump in there at that time, when she starts saying those things, that's where you're going to, again, break off that communication. You're not 
effectively communicating. She's not effectively communicating because she's instantly, she's still in this frustrated mode. And she's talking about how you never take the trash out or you never listen to what she has to say. I catch this from my wife often. You're never listening. I was like, well, I do listen, but I also have other thoughts rattling around inside my head. So sometimes the thoughts get crossed. All right. Or we had the thought or we had an idea at one time and we changed the idea. But sorry, sometimes my brain gets stuck on go. All right. We're going to do it this way. And so we do it this way and it irritates her. And so she thinks that I'm never listening. No, I just knew we needed to get it done. So it was getting done. So I didn't have to think about it. Sorry, it made you mad, but it's, it's done now. It's out of the way. And I could easily jump in there and go, I do too listen to you. I remember us talking about it. I just happened to have forgot at the time that I needed to, didn't need to do it or needed to do it. Sorry, but there's other things in my head. There's times that I forget. That's why if there ever I have more than three things in my list, I have to write it down because I can only remember three. Good example are those <laughs> are these four uh good example are these four uh four pillars because I seem to forget the fourth one, which is usually don't say that you're wrong. When you say that, like I said, you you bust the you take the uh the communication line, you cut it. She just throws a wall up because you're wrong and you're trying to go, no, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. And when we start pointing fingers back back and forth at each other because of, we have our own thoughts of what the circumstance means, we're too busy. Each of those fingers is essentially building a brick in the wall. We're building a wall up so we don't have any means of communicating with each other. We can't do it effectively when we're busy blaming each other for our responsibilities. The fourth one is don't be a victim. All right. And the reason why that one's four is because that ask questions is so easy to take into, uh, take into, into victim mode. And this is where, so asking questions becomes really important, but you want that constraint of don't be a victim has to be, kept up in, in your mind because it is, it is so easy to go. Well, of course I, you, you know, all, of course I all, I never listen to you. It, and I, I, you know, how can anybody listen to someone who's squawking at me, you know, 24 hours a day? I wouldn't say that to my wife because I wouldn't be able to talk to you because I would be dead. But you know, you're, you, we have those thoughts. Remember the 97% rule, 97% of the crap we want to say, don't say it. Just bite your tongue, swallow the blood, carry on. All right. Let her say what she wants to say and just, yes, dear it. Rules of engagement. <laughs> but the important part is asking questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Well, how, where else, how do you think I need to better achieve that? You know, find solutions, ask questions, dive into, and this is where I struggle is asking the questions, which sounds weird because I'm, uh, I'm a coach. That's my whole job is to ask questions, but at the same time, you don't coach your wife. You don't coach your spouse because it never goes right. My wife thinks what I do is Zen Buddha bullshit. And so, and, it, and anytime I try to walk her through a, a emotional issue that she may have, that's all I get. Don't give me your Zen Buddha bullshit because I, I don't, I'm not listening to it. 
which is all right, fine, cool. I mean, you don't have to, if you don't want to, it's not that, uh, it's not that important really. So, so we can, we can ask questions though, to get curious, allow yourself to be curious. Well, why do you think I never listened to you? Why, why do you think I never take out the trash? Well, because you never listen. Okay. But why do you think I never listen? Why do you, why is it that, why do we have this problem? Why is the, why do, why do I have to be the one who always takes the trash out? And as I said, these questions are not always the easiest, especially when you're full of anxiety and you're full of, of, of anger and frustration, your own frustration. When all that is coming at you, when all that's being thrown around, we do. We struggle with it in ways that we never thought possible. But as we work through our problems, we often find that we can come to a solution. We come to understand where she's coming from. Why is she actually irritated? Why is the wife mad at you? It's trash. I mean, she could have easily taken the trash out, but she didn't. All right. Doesn't don't ask that question either. Cause that again, will cause you to, to be seriously harmed by, by your wife. So, but you can all, you can ask questions to get to the answer of why are you the one that's expected? What makes her think that that is the, the primary job that you have to make? Why is it the questions of, you know, why, who, what, when, where, why? These are all, these all are question words. And to ask those questions helps you to come to understand your wife better. And a lot of times when you seek to understand, she's going to understand you. And those questions, though tricky and frustrating at times, because you may have to ask the same question over and over and over again. And to be able to ask the question in a non frustrated, non emotional place can be a big break for you. And that way you're all of a sudden, instead of having a disagreement and having words and insults and, and accusations being thrown around all hither, hither and, and yon. And, you know, looks like it sounds like a, a battle zone going on because you and the wife are just just yelling at each other. Cause when you yell, when you, when you preach, nobody's listening. If you've got kids, you know that for a good fact. If you, as soon as you start trying to lecture to a kid, you can just watch them turn their, turn their minds off and go, okay, we're going to be here for about 30 minutes and just nothing. It's going in and it's going rattling around inside the head. And then it's falling, dribbling right out the other ear They're They aren't listening. When you yell at your wife or you get frustrated at your wife and you start and you break either rules one, two, or four. Guess what? You've lost the battle. You broke the rules of engagement and you're nowhere off as good as what you were before. You're actually probably further behind the line than you were at the, to begin with. And you step away. You're angry at your wife because she's, you know, she just doesn't understand. She just thinks she's, she knows it all. She thinks that you're a horrible, terrible person. And the wife is walking away thinking, God, he never listens to me. I, he never respects me. And that could be some of the problem. What if you're not respecting your wife? What if you don't listen or you don't act upon what she says because you have a line of disrespect in within you? What if she, you're, she has a little bit, doesn't have much respect for what you do because she doesn't understand you. 
You don't understand her. You don't, she doesn't understand you. And that lack of understanding creates a lack of respect. Those questions are important. Ask those questions. Lean in. Get curious. Give yourself permission. Everything she says, don't take it as gospel. Take it as her having a thought. And you want to understand that thought a little bit better. How do you get to understanding that thought just a little bit better each and every time you ask questions, but also you assume she's not doing it out of, out of malice. You're not going to say, well, you're wrong. I have taken the trash out for the past two weeks. Don't say you're wrong. Don't say, I don't believe you. Don't say you're you're crazy. If you think this, these are all things that will just wall up the conversation, take the lines of communication, snap them in half. And no one will be better. And worst of all, when you start trying to play the victim, you start trying to play the victim, you're going to lose the battle every single time because victims can't be winners. There's no way you're the victim. You're the one who was victimized by whatever it was that you're being victimized by. You had a bad, bad word called, called at you. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not any good. Yeah. I'm going to pout. No, dude, stand up. Get your stuff taken care of. Take care of yourself. Ask the questions. Be committed. You can do it, and your wife doesn't have to be on the page with you. You don't have to sit down with her and go, all right, from now on, this is how we're going to talk to each other. No, you make the changes. Let her wonder why all of a sudden you're changing tactics on her, because then she will get curious, and she may be a little bit more open to learning because you've been curious about her, all right? So guys, this one here is a little bit shorter. I've been last several, I know I've been in the, in the 30 plus minute range, closer to 40 sometimes. So I wanted to just cut this uh, short real quick and just kind of, that was just my, my thoughts on effective communication. If anything you heard on here resonated with you, please take it, share this out, share this out with, to your, your friends on Facebook, Twitter, threads, Instagram. Wherever it is, you have a, you can let your, your, your fellow guys know that, Hey, there's this podcast out there called the relax mail. And this guy is helping men change how they look at their thoughts, change men, how they see the world so that they actually aren't being the victims anymore. They're taking action. They're getting stuff done. They're finding, realizing their dreams, their purpose in life and going out and conquering the world. That's what I want to help you do. If you want to have help with these, with communicating with your wife better, then the next thing you need to do is to take the very next step. The next step is reaching out to me Well, right now. I am running a special for the, for you podcast listeners. And that is. I have got, at the time of this recording, I've still got positions open for nine, uh, for six months of coaching for, for 90% off. That is $300. This is a $6,000 package that you're getting for $300. If you're interested, go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching offer, all one word. Or you can shoot me an email. I, uh, several different ways you can get to it, but the way only place you're really going to hear about this, unless I reach out to you and, and tell you about it, is through the podcast. So if you're interested and you want to be able to have a 
start having the best year of your life, having the and changing your trajectory from one of of loneliness in a in a crowded house to one of where you you're in a house full of love and you respect each other and you have you have the the love and the connection that you want, then reach out. Get a hold of me, relaxedmail.com forward slash coaching offer. Do that. So guys, till next week, start taking action. Start doing stuff that'll get you further down the road. And then next week I'll be back with another uh, another great topic. So guys, till then, bye.